Welcome to Ghostly. Is the New Mexico Penitentiary haunted? Ghostly is a podcast that comes out every other week, except for this month, because we're going to be weekly this month. It's October. Spooktober. Uh, in each episode, we take a ghost story or paranormal event and look into its complete history. Rebecca then gives us evidence proving that the story is real. And my job is to debate those pieces of evidence and get you, the listener, prepared to vote on if it's real or not. If you haven't yet, please hit that subscribe button. And as always, we're your host. I'm Pat. And I'm Rebecca. And we have an episode for you guys. This one (laughs) is, I mean, this whole month is going to be all about haunted prisons. Nothing scarier. Well, maybe asylums, but I think prisons are often just like asylums, so Depends. yeah, they're up there. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> oftentimes, um, instead of going into an asylum, they go into a prison. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so this week, we're going to be talking about um, the penitentiary of New Mexico, the one that was um, abandoned in 1998. Yeah, so this is like the old main section yeah. of that yeah. prison. Uh, it's a men prison, and it's located in unincorporated Santa Fe County, and it is home of one of the, if not the most brutal, um, what is that called? Um, uh, execution? No, not execution. Riots. Oh, riots! Oh, jeez, yeah. I don't know why I skipped to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, what brutal, horrible riot? Yeah, like yeah. just really bad. Um, and it's one of those places that when you look at lists, it shows up as yeah. one of the most haunted. So I'm super excited about I'm it. I'm super excited too. And there is a Chicago connection that we're going to talk about Ooh, at awesome. some point or a, or a near Chicago connection. There you go. I mean, we are, you know, we, in Chicago, we always got to get whatever connections <laughs> we can. So uh, this would be the part where we do a shout out. Uh, there's two ways to get a shout out. The first way is to give us a review on Apple Podcast. You know, we love those five star reviews. Uh, but we will read any and all reviews that we receive. The second way is to become a member on Patreon. Just go to ghostlypodcast.com and click on Patreon in the menu bar. And we have a lot of different tiers, and we're going to be shaking things up this year as well. Absolutely. And uh, we do have another podcast called Ghostly X. That is one of the things you can choose over on Patreon. Yeah. Um, okay, so we do have a review this time. We do. Do you want to read that, Rebecca? Sure. It's from uh, Illinois. <laughs> That's the name they gave. Uh, five stars. Thank you very much. Yay. Uh, oh, I guess it says Smooth Dome. I'm sorry. I Smooth thought, Dome, <laughs> I guess yeah. the, the title of the review is only. Uh, a lot of Illinois stuff. I live in Aurora. Glad I found this. You should also do Mason, Sabika, and Naperville. Oh, okay. Well, we have to look in that. We'll have to look into that. Um, add that to our list. Yeah. We have we we have a, a list that we oftentimes go to when we need episodes. So. Absolutely. Now, I will say sometimes the episodes, you know, they need to be a certain size, yeah. uh, you know, of a thing in order to make a main ghostly episode. But sometimes they're perfect for Ghostly X. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And, and we have been doing them in Ghostly X. We're going to be doing something new on Ghostly X, too. We're going to be doing it live. Do it live. We're going to do a live stream. So you have to become a Patreon member for that. And then you can be part of it. You can be part of the conversation. Yeah. You, you can, can debate with us. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. So I do have a listener mail. Okay. Um, so thank you, Shannon. I, you know, she had shared this actually with me and then I, I, I misplaced it. So uh, thanks for the reminder. And I'm excited to share it. She says, this isn't really my ghost story since it happened before I was born. But my mother and I were talking about 
a new shirt and how she is also a believer. Sorry, I don't know. New shirt. I'm trying to figure out. Maybe it's a ghostly shirt. We'll, I don't know. we'll just, oh, maybe my new shirt, how she's also a believer. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Shannon. All right. She asked how she couldn't be with the experiences she's had. There's one story she told me about that I just found out took place when she lived in Chicago. What? <laughs> with my brother uh, when he was two years old. Before they moved to Chicago, my brother would climb out of his crib and quietly play in his room until my mom came to get him in the morning. How nice of him to yeah. be nice and quiet, not come wake her up. Unless they close the door. Uh, that's also possible. <laughs> you know what? I did that though too. I actually have yeah. one of my earliest memories is like waking up in my crib and just being like, okay, well, mom's not up yet. So I'm just going to play in my crib until she comes and gets me. Oh, wow. Okay. I don't know. That's how I was. My, my earliest memory is uh, my dad uh, coming home kind of drunk and he brought home a dog oh well that's a pretty awesome memory yeah it was yeah (laughs) all right once they moved into their rental townhouse uh he stopped getting out of it and would wait for my mother every morning she thought it was strange but didn't really think anything of it one day they were watching tv in the living room and my brother kept glancing at the stairs my mother noticed he looked uncomfortable and asked him what was wrong He told her the man was watching him. Oh, my gosh. Oh, okay. (laughs) She looked towards the stairs but saw nothing. A few days later, she was outside talking to the neighbors, and they asked her if she had met Hubert yet. Mm. She asked who, and they replied with the ghost that lives in your house. She knew what my brother had been seeing all along. They didn't live there very long, <laughs> and as soon as they moved into their new house, my brother was out of his crib every morning like he used to. Wow. Wow, that's the man. The, the man, man Hubert. <laughs> yeah. Have you met the man yet? Whoa. I mean, I've, I've met some, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so she said, just thought I would share, and maybe one day I'll have my own experience to share with you too. I, I hope you do, but I hope it's not too scary. Yeah, I hope so too. So... <laughs> Uh, as far as I know, we only have w- one more story. We might be able to break it up and do a couple different yeah, things. Yeah, but we're definitely looking just came for more. in today, so uh, we need more stories. We always want to hear your stories. So if you want to send us a story, you can just go to email uh, and go to info at ghostlypodcast dot com. Go to email. You can just send us an email <laughs> at info at ghostlypodcast dot com, or use the contact us form on ghostlypodcast dot com, or Rebecca, one of my favorite ways is to actually get something in the mail. You bet. And that's what we we got, but it Woo-hoo. it didn't make it in time for this episode for us, but yeah. we will do it next episode. Uh, P.O. Box number 264, Geneva, Illinois, 60134. You're not going to remember that. Just go to ghostlypodcast.com and go to the footer, and it's right there. All right, so I'm a little relieved because um, <laughs> I have not been doing so well in the polls lately. Yeah. I'm so, hoping that continues during during the month of October. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I hope not. But uh, we're actually, uh, just like we did last year, we're just going to be leaving the polls open Yeah, uh, all month. Uh, and then we'll we'll read like all the results. Uh, and even November. the last one we did in September. Yeah. We're going to leave that open. Because so. it's only been a week. Yeah. And that's not enough time for everybody to vote. So, uh, and it's, it's hard with all these weekly episodes and we want to give everybody time to listen and catch up and, and be able to vote. So. Just make sure you look at the name of the poll yeah, that you sure. are voting on before you vote. <laughs> Absolutely. Just to keep it, you know, keep it fair. Uh, just to make sure. Yeah. <laughs> all right. But I do have a ghost story. Ooh.
it's time for a spooky tale from Rebecca. Yesterday was one of the scariest days I've had as a news reporter. We went to this old section of the New Mexico penitentiary because there are stories of unexplained things happening there. Now, I've gone out on these visits before and nothing much usually happens. But the stories are fun and viewers like them. Yesterday was different. First, as we were walking around with the guide, we heard a loud bang. It sounded like a cell door closing. Sure enough, when we looked, one had closed. But I felt like, I don't know, I could maybe explain that. Sometimes stuff in an old building malfunctions. I was just glad I hadn't been in it when it was closed. Then the cameraman went down the main hallway in cell block four, which is considered the most haunted. About halfway down, he just stopped. I couldn't tell exactly what was going on, but all of a sudden he was rushing back to us. When I asked him what happened, he said he just felt a dark presence all of a sudden, and he just froze, couldn't move. After a few moments, it seemed to have moved on and he could move again. So he just came back. We decided to take a look at the footage to see if we could see anything by him. We couldn't. But it was because the footage was just scrambled by itself as he was walking, which is not something that has ever happened before in any of my field reporting. I'm not sure what happened yesterday, but (laughs) I don't think I'll be taking on any more haunted assignments for a while. All right. So what is this based upon, Rebecca? This is based upon an actual news reported, yeah, footage. Now, okay, I'm going to be totally honest here. Okay. 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 I'm going to have a difficult time with this episode (gasps) because of Cell Block 4. That reminds me of that Chris Rock movie. Oh. You've never seen Cell Block 4? No. It is. is, (laughs) That is is not where I thought you were going. One of the funniest movies of all time. (laughs) Oh, wow. You have to watch that movie. All right. And it's going to be very, very difficult for me to take this serious (laughs) now. So, um, yeah, so, and I'm probably going to call it prison a bunch of times, penitentiary, prison, the pen, same difference for yeah, us. You yeah. know, it's, it's all, we know what we mean. All right, so we're going to take a quick break, and then we are going to come back with the history and just get through this. Let's do it. All right. Pat, what do creepy stories Funny ghost memes and inside ghostly information have in common? Um, my life? <laughs> well, yes, but <laughs> no, it's also Ghostly Society on Facebook. Oh, yeah, I mean, that too, of course. I, but aren't all ghostly listeners in Ghostly Society? Not yet. What? I mean, that means that they're missing out on all my jokes. Yeah, they are. And missing out on chatting and sharing with other listeners and us, of course. We love talking to our listeners. If you haven't yet, you should consider joining our private group on Facebook called Ghostly Society. Let's hope now they will. Unless they're a woman in white.
Pat Facts are sponsored by Tarot by Ta. Ta is a professional tarot card reader with over 20 years of experience. He reads at numerous public events, private parties, and personal appointments throughout the greater Chicagoland area. He also does his readings worldwide using online services like Zoom. And he happens to be hashtag Team Skeptic. Uh, to find out more about Ta, you can visit and like his Facebook page at facebook.com slash tarot by Ta. I was thinking, what an awesome Halloween you can give somebody by buying them one of his readings and maybe some sinister coffee to go with it. There you go. I mean, could you imagine both of those? That combo is perfect. Perfect. Um, but let's just get into the Pat Facts. Um, Facts. <laughs> Uh, Congress originally authorized the penitentiary of New Mexico in 1853, but it took them until 1885 to open the prison. That's a lot of years. It is a lot of years, and they weren't building it the whole entire time. They uh, were, they just, um, yeah, they just started at the end. So. They were like, I mean, we don't have enough bad people yet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the the design of the original facility on Cirilos Road was based on the same plans used for Sing Sing and Joliet. Ah, uh, there's our Chicago. Yeah, Joliet's in Illinois, and we've done a Joliet prison episode yes. where I saw something in the window up there. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yes. Now, I don't know if we want to do the Spanish pronunciation, Cerrillos Road. I can't do that. That's I can't okay. roll my R's. Don't so. worry about it. Um, a popular but untrue legend holds that the citizens of Santa Fe were given the choice between acquiring either the penitentiary or the First university in the region, but chose the penitentiary. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that's untrue because yeah. that would be unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, the the territorial legislature uh, authorized the prison in 1884, but the University of New Mexico was not authorized until 1889. Gotcha. Although Congress wanted it in 1853, so I don't understand what happened all those years. <laughs> yeah, something. That's a long time. I. That's really why I put is. it in there. Yeah. Uh, the first prison. Industry um, produce bricks, so oftentimes you know prisons will have something, and especially in New Mexico, ah, bricks are perfect. Okay. Um, beginning in 1903, though, New Mexico became the first Western state to employ prisoners in building highways. Oh, okay. So they're responsible for some of the highways over there. Okay. On on July 19th, 1992 or 1922. Prisoners at the penitentiary rioted against overcrowding, the poor food, and the use of excessive force by the prison authorities. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, even now things aren't great. I can only imagine what they were back then. Yeah. Um, when the inmates refused to return to their cells, the tower guard opened fire, killing one inmate and in injuring five others. Wow. So that's still pretty bad, but that's not the one we're talking no, about. No. Yeah. In the report following the riot, the prison authorities were blamed for lack of experience and failure to understand how to control a prison population. It's all in the training. Absolutely. Uh, the second riot was on June 15, 1953. Inmates protesting the use of excessive force seized Deputy Warden Ralph Tahas and 12 guards and held them hostage. In the resulting melee... Guards killed two inmates and wounded a number of others. Wow. Uh, the second riot led to the construction in 1956 of a new facility about 11 miles south of the original prison in open uh, county, in, in open country along the State Road 14, which came to be called the main unit. 
Oh, okay. Got it. Yeah. The original 1885 facility was demolished shortly thereafter. So they were just like, all right, we're building a new place. Absolutely. So that was in 1956. So the one that was abandoned, the one that you see out there, was built in 1956 and closed in 1998. Gotcha. Um, Okay. Aside from the street name Penn Road, no trace remains of the original penitentiary. Okay. So that one they tore down. Yeah. Yep. Gotcha. In the 1956 facility... Between the years 1967 and 1970, the population was below capacity, and dorm rooms were used as classrooms. Warden uh, J.E. Baker used federal funds from um, President Lyndon Johnson's War on Poverty to address prison reform. It was called Project Newgate, and the money was used to support programs such as prisoners' education, job training, and community service. Okay, they turned it around. They did, yeah. Um, I would imagine, though, because they make that specific notion that between 67 and 70, <laughs> they were below population, that after 70, they... I'm guessing. Yeah, they hit population. In 1980, cell block four, which is difficult for me to say, <laughs> uh, at the far northern end from the control center was the scene of one of the most violent prison riots in the correctional history of the United States. Over two days, 33 inmates were killed, and 12 officers were held hostage by prisoners who had escaped from crowded dormitories located at the southern end from the control center. Men were brutally butchered, dismembered, and and decapitated and hung up on the cells and burned alive. Uh, This section of the prison was closed in 1998 and is now referred to as the Old Main. Yeah, I mean, there is literally, like, you can see pictures or video of, like, there's a burn mark where you can see that someone. Mm. Um, Yeah, and they do have a new prison that's right next to it, though. Right, but they didn't tear that, the the old facility. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, Systemic reforms after the riot and the Duran v. King consent decree, including implementation of the Um, bureau classification system under cabinet secretary joe williams led to the modern new mexico prison system the uh, complex consists of three separate facilities level five opened in 1985 Um, level six opened in 1985 and level two opened in 1990 i don't know why there's (laughs) why those three numbers and nothing else though Um, opened in 1990 for the minimum restrict facility. Based on New Mexico adoption of the Federal Bureau of Prison Systems for Inmate Classification and Restriction, the regular daily population is about 790 inmates uh, whose average age is about 32 years old. I mean, it's hard for me to know, like, because again, like it doesn't, you know, it's like 790 sounds like a lot, but then again, don't know how many rooms there are. That's true. Yeah. uh, It seems like they, they did try to fix things up is what it sounds like. Uh, the Level 6 Supermax site contained New Mexico's death row. Yeah, so infamous um, convicted murderer Terry Clark was executed in, in 2001, becoming the only execution in the state between the reinstatement of the death penalty in 1976 and its repeal in 2009. Wow. So Terry Clark was convicted of murdering nine-year-old Dana Lynn Gore. Okay. Um, he was executed by the state of New Mexico by means of lethal injection. So Clark waived his appeal in 1999 and was executed on November 6, 2001, 
According to the team commander that executed Clark, two weeks prior to the scheduled execution, Clark was escorted from his cell and placed in a holding cell. Uh, Six officers were assigned to 24-hour death watch shifts um, during these. Yeah, because... Man, we're getting You don't want it. someone to commit suicide one yeah. day when they're going to die. Yeah. Skip ahead if you don't want to hear this. Yeah, words. absolutely. Um, during these final two weeks, Clark received visits from his attorney, clergy, and his girlfriend. He requested Long John Silver's fish and shrimp as his last meal, and he did not uh, want dessert at all. I don't understand that part. Like, Long John Silver's, I, I mean. Yeah, I mean. I'm not saying that'd be my choice, but I don't. I, 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 it's, it's pretty good. But why are you worried about the dessert but then? Why? You know? Maybe he didn't like sweets. Some people maybe he doesn't. Like yeah, maybe. At exactly 7 p.m. on November 6, 2001, he was escorted from his cell to the death chamber, visibly shaken and mildly sobbing. The team assisted him, and as his whole body was trembling, he was strapped down to the table, and the IV was inserted. Um, the warden and clergy had brief words with him. Warden Tim Lamaster read the death warrant, and asked Clark if he had any last words, to which he replied, 15 minutes. The curtains were open for the witnesses, 20 as per state law, and the drugs were injected. Clark was pronounced dead eight minutes later. The witnesses were escorted out of the facility and the body released to the medical examiner. Uh, This made him the first inmate in New Mexico to be executed in 41 years and the only one to be executed by lethal injection. Uh, the previous execution in New Mexico had been the gas chamber death of David uh, Cooper Nelson on January 9th, 1960. January 8th. January 8th, yeah, in case that matters. <laughs> I mean, well, you know, it's a day somebody died. And yeah. to be honest, the gas chamber is something we're going to be revisiting with our ghost stories. Okay, yeah. Um, uh, not the, the other area, but uh, whew, if we wanted the spooky, yeah, we brought right? the spooky today. I guess Usually so. the history isn't all that uh, creepy, but there you go. We got the season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Do you have anything to add to my history? I or? mean, just that, you know, this riot was really bad. Um, I, I guess part of it was, and I, I'm going to be honest, I read a few articles and I, I still didn't totally get it. But like, I think the area that was attacked and where the inmates were killed were like, the ones in protective custody, which okay. included snitches. Oh, so like they because they get stitches because they get sti- well, more than stitches, but yeah, because um, like they wrote like graffiti that says like snitches and stuff. And I, I just want to bring up um, only murderers in the building. If you if <laughs> if you haven't gotten to that part yet, it's in season three. Uh, only. <laughs> yeah that is that that's mentioned in there it is it is so it was on your mind <laughs> yeah it was on my mind as soon as you said that yeah but um it's it, i mean it just was really really bad and like the, they, they set fires like and, the, and you know because yeah. it was 1980 so if you want like you can even go watch like foot news footage and stuff like of the fires and everything yeah. happening and and all that so it was it was pretty it's pretty um Bad and also very well known, I guess. Like, mm-hmm. you know, some of the earlier ones, you know, they probably could kind of cover up sure. somewhat, you know, but this was something that I think that's why they kind of had to do some some radical changes after. Yeah, absolutely, they did. Um, and, you know, 
I hope those people didn't die in vain. I hope they were able to, you know, get conditions mm-hmm. more under control then. Because even though these people are prisoners, they I mean, they're human beings. Yeah, I, it's, it's, whew. Yeah. All, All right. right. So we're going to take a short break. And when we return, we're going to get to the debate. Let's do it. Listeners, did you know there's a way to share with the world whether you're hashtag team believer or hashtag team skeptic, or for those who need it, hashtag team the middle? It's our store called Ghostly Gear. Yep. And we even have custom ghostly designs like microclimate or even the Easter Island Massacre or of the ghostly logo. Just visit our Ghostly Gear store right on ghostlypodcast.com to order your t-shirt, hoodie, mug, mask, whatever. <laughs> okay, okay. I think we got it. Um, they just need to visit ghostlypodcast.com and click on Ghostly Gear to order right on the website and send us any ideas that you have for new merch. Exactly. Order your merch today and send us a pic of you and your ghostly gear. All right, Rebecca, you got a debate for me? I do. All right, let's do this. All right. Again, I I know I sometimes I say this, but we have talked about a lot of haunted places, but I am not going to lie. This is one with some of the most reports of creepiness. Okay. Um, Just, wow. You know, uh, I know I saw somebody with a vote this week where it was like, you know, gosh, you mentioned that there's lots of stories, but I don't hear them. You know, I, I we just don't have time for me to be like, <laughs> you know, yeah. there's this report and this report and this report. So just know that, you know, you most of the time when I share things, it's like there's a lot of people that see this, but I'm pulling the one that I think is the most interesting sure. instance of, of this or a couple interest, interesting incidents. Yeah. That relate to this. Yeah, unfortunately, you know, this is a podcast. We don't want to make this an eight hour long thing. So yeah, we wanna <laughs> we wanna make sure to just hit the highlights, you know. Absolutely. But we wanna get you get get you the most spooky, right? Yeah, that's exactly, that's where we yeah. go. All right. So one of the biggest reports by far, like just you know, almost everybody if they're gonna see something, um, is uh, a shadow people. Okay. Um, maybe one particular one or, you know, it's hard to know. Um, there's like a human shaped shadow that has been witnessed starting back in 1981, meaning by prisoners back in the day. Cause remember they were still the, the riot happened in 1980, but it didn't close until 1998. They just kind of like slowly moved people to the new facilities. Yeah. Um, correction office, correctional officers, as well as members of the national guard have seen this shadow ghost thing um but the particular incident that i wanted to mention so there was an investigation on dead files revisited um there's a couple things in that so steve talked to a former corrections officer who worked in there in the early 1990s named anthony um he said that the activity here was so well known that during training at the academy it was addressed so, like, if you were going to be a guard there, they were like, by the way, you're probably going to see a shadow person. Um, Anthony had three inmates that he brought down to get linens from the laundry room. 
As they walked back, they heard a rattling noise. And when Anthony looked, he saw a shadow and shined his flashlight at it. The beam was um, inv- was invisible. He got chills just thinking about the jail. Um, there was also Leon, a former corrections officer who really was scared um, of the jail. He saw shadows like um, regular shadows, but then there'd be like nothing that was casting them. So, um, yeah, like I just thought, so it's like you shine your flashlight at something and like the beam just disappears because it's like this shadow person. Okay. Well, so interesting thing about this prison is that it sits very close to the modern day prison. Yes. Um, and there is a article on Cody, Cody, Position.com. Okay. Um, dated December 15th, 2012. Um, that is, it's a blog actually okay. from, from a guy um, that works there. And um, so when anybody goes in there, they need an escort. Mm. Uh, the escort that they, that they 99% of the time will use is a guy that actually is like a caretaker there. Mm-hmm. He knows every inch of this place and he knows what these noises are because he has to investigate every single noise. Every single time there's a noise, he has to go after it. Um, Sorry, you're looking. Oh, well, we're talking about shadow people, but also I know. noises. You're, you're going to get there. I got gotcha. you. But he, but he also investigated this particular thing. Too. Oh, okay, I got gotcha. you. Um, because he needs to know if there's someone in there. Well, that's right? true, right? And um, he's investigated it and said that the, he's found uh, no reason why. I mean, although he said that there's been some weird stuff that has happened, mm-hmm. he always can figure out the reason why. Like one of the noises happens, and you're going to talk about noises later. Sure. So. Um, happens because the windows are broken out of there gotcha. and uh, the air just comes through and um, there's well, various other things. they did hear a rattling things. noise in the yeah. story. So, the know. rattling noise could be an animal in there. Mm. He has to investigate that. So um, because there's a person that actually investigates it and this has never been like brought up on the news or anything like that, I'm going to say zero for this one. <laughs> well, I don't know about this particular... St- well, it was on a TV show. It wasn't the news. Yeah. But it was somebody said it on a TV show. Well, of course. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Probably from- Zach Baggins. <laughs> well, I'm going to give this one a seven. Okay. Um, so, like I said, there's been... There's been several sightings, but this is this is the one that I found that had like a little bit more detail to sure. it. All right. Um, so as you mentioned, there are noises, unexplained mm-hmm. noises, um, including the sound of that cell door slamming shut. Yeah. Right. That's one of the most common ones. Um, and so uh, I, I kind of told this in my story. So and you can watch this video. You can hear the door slamming <laughs> on the video. In fact, it happens twice. Um, but there's a, a news reporter was there filming and he was talking to, I'm, I, I'm guessing probably the same guy that you're mentioning, um, when twice you can hear a door slamming and no one on the video is like knows who's doing it. Like, it's not like, oh, I bet that was so-and-so over there or whatever. Um, uh, let's see. There was also a radio show was hosting a Halloween special at Old Main and they invited, um, paranormal investigation group to join them. Um, there was no electricity hooked up as they entered the dark building. After they got inside, they heard the cell doors closing one after the other. Um, and they also caught that on their recording. Um, they say that the door system is controlled by electricity. So there's no power right now to go into those cells. So they don't understand 
um, you know, really how they close. I mean, it can be done manually, but it's difficult as the metal wheels are hard to turn and most are rusted. They, the group checked to see if the doors had actually shut or if they were just hearing residual sounds and the cell doors were indeed shut. So mm. we got the news reporter and the investigators both heard cell door slamming with no real reason why. Okay, well, um, even though it it doesn't have the power on right now, it doesn't mean that there's not electricity hooked up there. So something could have went wrong, malfunctioned, and could have caused that to happen. Um, the sounds can be a lot of different things, too. Um, I think you're going to talk more about the sounds a little bit later, though, I'm assuming. I don't... I don't or is this the part I think this is the noise it? part. If you want to do okay. noise stuff, this yeah, is yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. So the noise can be explained by a lot of things. In fact, there's some feral cats that live in the basement. Mm. And there's a there's a whole family of them. And they like <laughs> to make noise. And they like to sound like they're screaming. As well as raccoons. Have you ever heard a raccoon screaming oh. in the middle of the night? Actually, I think I did Yeah. And it it sounds like it sounds like a it sounds like someone's getting murdered. That's what it sounds mm-hmm. like. Yeah. Um it's it's crazy when you hear like I've never I didn't even know raccoons can make a noise because I'm a city boy mm-hmm. and then moving out here I realized oh raccoons make noises That's they true. they actually talk and they make these loud <laughs> loud noises yeah um so it could be that um also as I said the wind comes in and the um the vents are still intact. Um, but sometimes the wind can get in those vents and it makes it sound like something's going down the hallway then. Mm. Um, as far as the doors being open, I'm just going to say that it, it's either a person might have, you know, wanted to trick them or wanted to make this more um, gory than what it actually what it is or they um, or, you know, the electricity is still hooked up and it accidentally triggered. Okay, so what's your rating then? I'm going to go one on this one. Okay, all right, give it a little bit. Uh, I'm giving this one um, a nine because I heard it. I heard (laughs) it on the video. I saw the surprise of everybody. It was super freaky. (laughs) But just because you saw their surprise and you heard it, you didn't see it. So you don't know if someone pushed it. (laughs) All right. All right. Uh, Okay, so the next one is a story that was told on... Um, celebrity ghost stories, if mm-hmm. anyone's ever watched that. Um, and I, it's it's funny because I saw it in a few different places and not all of them give the name of the celebrity, but uh, some of them do. And it was Scott Patterson, who's one of my favorites because mm. he was Luke on Gilmore Girls. Oh, geez. So in case anyone watches Gilmore Girls, so this is his story. <laughs> okay, so a producer on a film that was being shot at Old Main picked up one of the actors from the airport and he said he wanted to take him, um, the actor, to the old prison before shooting the next day so he could get a feel for the place. By the time they arrived, it was already dark, so they grabbed a couple of flashlights. He challenged the actor to sit in the old gas chamber and he actually agreed. I don't know why Scott agreed to that, but he did. As they made their way to the basement, they saw a light at the end of the corridor and they found out it was a lit candle. The candle was sitting on a chair in the room used for viewing executions. The actor laughed and patted the producer on the back, telling him that he had done a good job with the prank. Only the producer said he did not do this. The actor stepped into the gas chamber and sat down. When he looked up, he could see the producer was peering into the chamber 
and he looked scared and was clearly staring at something behind the actor. He spun around and saw dark figures there. The producer waved for him to get out, and then they took off down the corridor. The actor was right behind him, and both men ran until they got to the ground level. Okay, well, the thing is that it's not just the actor and the producer there. There has to be an escort. So there has to be another person there, at least one other person. There mm-hmm. could be multiple other people. In fact, if they're doing a show and it's someone famous, I'm sure that there was multiple people in there. And you have a candle in a room, so it's light. Because you need light for shadow, mm-hmm. right? So therefore, well, it could have been just the shadow of the people that were there with them. All right. I mean, and, they don't mention other who people. who lit the candle? Um, one of them. <laughs> I, I will say, I don't necessarily think the candle to me, I feel like has to be somebody like somebody put that candle there. Like, I don't think ghosts like found a candle, like <laughs> set it up and yeah. lit the candle. Do I think it's possible, though, that they saw some creepy figures and shadows? Yes. I don't know. And ghost adventurers, they have people dress up in shadow costumes and dance <laughs> around. So who knows? Maybe they did that. There's a lot of human explanations for this one. So I'm going to have to go zero on going it. Going zero on it. Uh, I'm going to give it a six. Okay. Again, creepy, but, you know, yeah, it's a little hard to, to know. Okay. Now, next one. So this is actually going back to that same um, show that I mentioned earlier, The Dead Files Revisited. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is Amy, who's the like medium that's okay. on the show. So she went in and um, like she could she could like feel the riot, right? Like all the chaos and, and everything. Um, and she basically felt like she was feeling like the the people right and their their chaos their craziness and that she just felt like it was really disturbing um she saw a shadow figure but this is this is a little different it's different enough that i felt like i wanted to give it its own thing so she saw a shadow figure that was like in her mind three-dimensional like an actual like being she said it was not a human spirit, but something ancient. She used the term devil to describe it. She said the entity was like thriving at the jail, like all these like souls and everything that were there. Um, she found like where she thinks it came from, this like hole in the lowest area that looked like a sewer pipe. Um, and she saw these spirits that seemed to be mentally ill by the laundry area um and you know as we said earlier there's a lot of um people there with mental illness but it was like this entity was like feeding off of them Mm -hmm. she said that he could that she felt this entity could in fact like touch people like do harm he was just really bad um and there are definitely reports of people feeling that like a uh, negative entity around them so this to me is not any proof at all because it's one person's opinion of what of what happened. Um, she obviously knew the history before she got there. She didn't just walk in blind, so she knew that there was this big riot there, and she knew that that's what she needed to get. And she has her personal feelings of that it was a devil um, there. So I'm just gonna say that this is a zero for this for this one for me because I I think it could be somebody just either. Either it could be some kind of psychological response to being in this prison, which happens sometimes when people are in those kind of 
situations where you realize we we put humans in this kind of thing or she could be making it up and she's a medium she actually that um would would add to her credibility then if she can say that she did this in this prison so i'm gonna say zero for this one all right well for me i'm gonna give this one a seven okay i watched the video of her talking about this and i mean you know, I don't know if there's more shadow people there, but um, I don't know. This just like, again, there's multiple stories of people feeling not just like a ghost or chaos, but like an evil entity. And then she comes in and is able to like, to really describe it. So yeah, but I mean, it the felt f- like I could see a devilish entity being attracted, I guess I'll say. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This. Yeah. But the further we get away from science for our, for our reasoning here, the less I'm going to believe it. I, I'm not, I'm trying to convince the audience. I understand. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's what our job is. So for me, I feel like um, there's a lot of things going on there, a lot of energy that I could see something being drawn to it. Okay. So seven for me. All right, last one. Um, so this is another investigator that came in. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is what he described. And I'm sorry, because I'm going to say cell block four. all right later while sitting alone in a cell in cell block four Hmm. where vengeful prisoners killed cons who were protect who were in protective custody because the latter provided insider information to the warden guards i heard two noises oh i guess i do have some more noises um that couldn't be immediately explained a sudden bump sound came from the threshold of the cell as i sat on the bunk then while i was Whispering some gibberish to the video camera set up by my colleague, Luis, a distinct shh sound erupted from the darkness. It wasn't Luis or Rick, or so they claim, as they had both moved out of the cell block earlier. Okay. Well, the bump could have been the um, the animals in there, because mm-hmm. there are wild animals in there. Yeah. And they, they have not expelled all of them from the place. Um, and the shh could have been from the wind. Yeah, I mean, I will say like once you said that, you know, like I yeah. th- that makes sense. The like or, or like it's enough of an explanation that this one's a little harder to like. It, it is, take. yeah. So yeah. I'm gonna have to whenever there's a possible scientific reason for it or human reason, I'm gonna have to give it a zero then. And this is that's what I'm gonna have to do. I'm gonna give one. it a five again. I could okay. see it going either way. So what would you say would be your overall rating then? So my overall rating for this place it's an it, it's an eight i'm gonna give it an eight because i had a nine in there i had some sevens wow. some sixes i know i had a five there but like who this place yeah. again I, having seen videos and and just hearing things and hearing the stories um just you know really creepy okay well i'm gonna round up okay. just to give you the benefit of the doubt and i'm gonna say one then. <gasps> Ooh. Um, even though I gave a lot of zeros, I, I did give one you one. You gave one one and you can't do a point five. No, it'd be, it would be p- point two actually, but no. yeah. So, all right. So that, um, so that brings us to the closing arguments. This is our last chance to convince you to vote our way. We are each given one minute of uninterrupted time. We will time each other on our cell phones because we need to keep each other honest, especially Rebecca. Hey. Um, so we need to do that. So I'm going to go ahead and time you. All right. Are you ready? Yep. All right. Uh, again, this is, I think, one of the places that I have in, read about that is uh, one of the most haunted um, because there's just too 
many stories that are all very similar. The shadow people just like just constant um, with that, um, this evil entity that stops people in their tracks. Uh, and then we have, of course, um, you know, just the the people going there that experience all these creepy things. So again, I just, if you, you know, too many videos, go watch them. Uh, you know, this news reporter just going there and you know the news reporter is expecting like nothing to happen. Um, and then like they, you can see how freaked out, freaked out they are. Um, so I just, I have to, I have to give it an eight. It's, it's, it's haunted. All right. You finished five <laughs> seconds early, Rebecca. Thank you. All right. Are you ready? Yep. <clears throat> All right. And go. All right. So if you look up any abandoned prison, and this is going to be my ar- argument throughout the whole thing. If you look up any that are abandoned or shut down or what, what have you, they're all considered haunted. So maybe then this is our way to actually prove that there are hauntings. So why doesn't somebody go in there and have cameras running 24-7 and have all this stuff to prove it? Because it's not true. That's the reason why. Because nobody cares enough to do something like that. And it's just not true. It's just not true. I'm sorry. I'm, there's no other way I can say it. But if all of these places that are closed down are supposed to be haunted, then why don't we go in there and do something about it? Done. I'm not allowed to respond. It's so hard. (laughs) All right. I want to thank everyone so much for listening. Please share us with your friends and family as word of mouth is our best advertisement. Remember to hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so yet. Um, Become one of our VIP producers, um, which are our Patreons. Yeah. Um, They are... Alicia, Becky, Kim, Ta, Ernie, Cindy, Kevin, Nicole, Jessica, Alice, Aaron, Hope, and Candy. And on the next episode of Ghostly, we're going to be talking about Shrewsbury Prison, which is in England. Yeah, we always got to get a little little outside of uh, the States there. Yeah. And when does that come out? That comes out on October 11th, next week. One week away. Yeah, or if you're listening to this after we recorded it, then (laughs) it's coming out. It's just going to come out really soon. It's it's soon. Just, just, you know, hit that subscribe button if you haven't. Spread the word and uh, listen, listen all month long for Haunted Prisons. Absolutely. And until next time, stay ghostly. Bye.